0: hello and welcome to another edition of the end zone podcast my name is eric jensen joined as usual by uh, my good friend yb all the way in south korea the faint background noise is some lady trying to get business deals done at lunch i assume uh that's no subtweet to you yb i'm just simply stating the fact for our audio podcast listeners that the lady talking in the background is probably trying to get big business done shout out martha you are a true cubicle warrior great work by you and joined uh, from his basement lair in jacksonville florida it is uh, brock brock welcome back to the pod yb how are you are you closing big deals currently
1: well i'm trying like it's the closing a big deal obviously isn't done in one moment so i'm working on several right now but like, right nothing's things are good. Like, weather's gotten a lot colder here, like, in the past couple of days. Like, it wasn't unusually warm October. So, we didn't get really fall weather until, like, until the uh, Monday, basically. So, global warming is real.
0: Let me tell you about some big deals I closed recently. Let me tell you about my fantasy football team. Oh, God. While, while, while we wait for, for Brad here. <laughs> I started out with a simple move. A very simple move to to a simpleton where i traded geno smith and jordan addison for t higgins bully for me what a pickup that was fantastic Feels like maybe
2: that wasn't the best decision
0: yes wow. on 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 on, on, on part very good very good trade by me then i went out and i had jalen hurts and Devonte smith i changed jalen hurts Devonte smith and begrudgingly I I kind of didn't think about it at the time, Rashad White kind of went off last week, looks like he's kind of getting things together, Rashad White for Josh Allen, Alexander Madison, and DeAndre Hopkins, which, eh, 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 maybe I lost that, but I liked having Josh Allen more than I liked having uh, Jalen Hurts i don't then, think that's a good decision but okay yeah yeah that maybe that was a bad decision <laughs> come to think about it. but i'm I'm trying i'm, I'm go- i going alan's gonna I'm throw way more interceptions than hurts but i'm sorry continue yeah um yeah i didn't think about the interceptions thing that might be important in fantasy football uh but it not number matter I needed a running back. I only had James Cook and Alexander Madison at that point. That was that was bad. I went out. I spent the rest of my FAAB budget on uh, Keaton Mitchell, who I, I believe will be uh, quite good for the Ravens. Oh, now? Uh, Keaton Mitchell, he okay. balled out last week and, and is, is starting to get touches. Was on IR most of the first of the season. It might have been a, a little bit of a, a desperation buy, but then bully for me. I flipped uh, Jamison, uh, who's the guy? Not Jamison Williams. What's his name? He played at BYU. I should know his name. Because Saints backup running back. Oh, uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams and Debo Samuel for Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Traded Debo for who? Uh,
1: for Kenneth Walker. Walker. And, Sch- Walker and Charbonnet. Like, you got the Seahawks tandem? Like,
0: it- Yeah. Feels? Well... When you say it like that, maybe these were bad moves, but I thought I created a contender and I still think I do have one.
2: Okay. What's your record?
0: Uh, Six and three. Uh, Not bad. I'm at the top of the league. I'm at (laughs) the top of the league. It's going to get worse now.
2: Hey, listen. Good on you for making aggressive moves. I'm sure the fan base will be happy with you for at least a week.
0: Oh, this league. This is is my main league. This is the, the good old, you know, friends league. And let me tell you something, bro. This league trades. We trade like crazy. Let I've me never read been in a some... league that trades. Let me read you some of the trades that went down just this week. Uh, as I scroll, scroll, scroll.
1: You, the funniest part about this is, like, I'm in another league with Eric, and in that league, for, for some for some odd reason, he's nine and zero. So go figure.
2: Yeah, yeah. That fantasy football is more luck than
0: skill. I will it, say that it, it every time. Ve- that yeah. is very, that is very true uh here, here are some recent trades aaron jones for nick for nico collins and zach moss huh? uh, well zach moss he's raheem he's raheem mostert for shuba hubbard and amari cooper but here's the blockbuster that went down this week Ceedee lamb Jalen warren brian robinson kenneth gainwell and johan doxson for geno smith christian McCaffrey, and the los angeles rams defense who traded away christian McCaffrey? he that that gm needs to be fired yeah henry's <laughs> not very good at this that's the thing about this henry henry is just not
2: catching <laughs> wow. hatching major heat. henry's just
0: not he is just not very good at this whole thing so, so what is henry's record Henry's kind of in the middle of the pack. I don't I know. I mean, why Christian he McCaffrey is probably carrying that team up until now. Yeah. I don't know why he traded away his best. All right. Buyer. Listen, in
2: my opinion, you have done your team a disservice, whether it's the fantasy football or in real life, by trading Christian <laughs> McCaffrey. I'm not speaking from personal experience
0: at all. Now, now we hear about some absurd trades. These are with our league commissioner. Vishwa now Vishwa is known as someone who will take advantage of basically anyone for a trade. He is, um, he is a trade, a word. I'm not going to say, but you know, you, you can put two and two together when I read you these trades, Jerome Ford and Garrett Wilson for Jonathan Taylor. That, that is a move that he somehow, somehow pulled off. Uh, Let's see here. Ah, yes, this bully. This was quite interesting. Cedric Stroud and Raheem Mostert for Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson. Now that 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 one, just think about that. Yeah, that one, that one. That <laughs> one. I don't
1: that's know. A, that's a that's a tyrannical commissioner if I've ever seen. One.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, where we, where's this one? Oh yeah, this is where. This one hurts the most. I traded him Raheem Mostert for James Cook. That was a bad move. Shouldn't have done that. That one that one came back to bite me. That that was that was not a move that, that was good. James Cook, by the way, not a good fantasy player. Maybe not a really good real life football player yeah. either, James I Cook. i not he's a, sure. better, he's a better real
1: life player than a fantasy player. I think I'll say that much. He's not a bad player by any means.
0: We'll see. But yes. This is uh, uh. This is the league that I play in, and that, uh, yeah, it's just quite active. (laughs) Anyways, that was boring and probably a terrible (laughs) podcast (laughs) segment. We've
2: weeded out the. We got we, that uh, out of the way to hurt the weaklings, and now Yo, the who podcast gives a shit can about start about my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> I have to I have to correct you though Eric. There are no basements in Florida. That's an invitation for flooding down here.
1: Okay. I can imagine.
2: Like I I actually lived in one house. The only house I've ever seen in Florida that had a basement and guess what? It flooded. So, there are, if you, there are no basements down here <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah it just looks dark in here
0: yeah (laughs) yeah well because it it is dark i'm still gonna call it a basement (laughs) there i I like i like that narrative uh the best okay here we are week 10 halfway through the nfl season i already talked about it yeah yeah kind of sad I wanted to do, do two, two two things today, just talk about the NFL, which we typically do. And I want to check in on where we're at with with pet teams, because YB doesn't quite understand this anymore. He used to probably. Um, sometimes when you root for a team that's just not going anywhere, it it's helpful to have a side piece it's helpful to have a side teams where you can just say hey let me sprinkle a little love and affection towards you and uh and not care so much if the broncos are ultimately going to win seven games and miss the playoffs and and screw themselves out of draft positioning or you know in brock's case the fact that the panthers might end up with the worst <laughs> record in the league but they don't own that pick so uh, and i
2: only have to suffer for one more year it'll be fine so,
0: so we will be we'll be talking about pet teams today which is quite good but i wanted to throw uh the floor open to yb because i'm just curious what's on yb's mind right now what do you want to talk about yb
1: well i mean the key issues on hand i think are let's see i mean people are now all of a sudden high on the Bengals again after they beat the niners and the bills in pretty convincing fashion in two straight weeks but obviously the problem is that they are currently right now last in their division i hate this division i think i've said this numerous times on this podcast like it's it's incredible how this like remember in the beginning of this like before the season started there were there were like arguments about which division is the best top to bottom and i've been an afc north fan for what 20 years now like the browns have mostly been in the basement and the bengals have been in the basement quite a few times as well but this year when i looked at it i didn't expect the browns to be this good at least defensively offensively they got some issues they need to take care of but the defense is legit so the worst team in the division right now is 5 and 3 <laughs> and so this is i i really really dislike this division <laughs> like it's it's so hard to get out of this division and the ravens are playing incredibly well like the steelers they I mean, they suffered through eight years of Antonio Brown, so I guess this is this was what the deal they made with the Devil to kind of co- consistently maintain a strong record, even if the team is garbage. And the Bengals, they dug a hole for themselves early, and now the AFC North is full of teams that we're, there are people legitimately talking about, is there is this going to be a year where, four, where the entire division goes to the postseason? I don't think that'll happen because, you know, we still have half a season left, but... I've had to reflect on the fact that even though I have a, even though I support a team that's been very good the past two years, this division's freaking hard, (laughs) and it's annoying as hell because at least two of those teams are always perpetually good. And nowadays, with this, like Steelers got a got basically a first round pick for drip for Chase Claypool last year, and Roquan Smith got gifted to them by the Bears. Like, what is it with Chicago and helping these teams? I don't know. Uh, so it's it's such an annoyance it's such an annoyance to be a fan of this division and to be a fan that hates the Steelers it's annoying
0: does seem like you're in a tough spot but I will say it does also feel like I don't know if Brock's with me here or not it does feel like it's kind of maybe the Bengals conference to lose at this point.
2: I mean, uh, I mean with, with the so how the did. Ravens are playing, you know. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but also, I mean, this is how the Bengals started last time. They started, right. they were slow out the gate and then, you know, mid, early mid, no, I shouldn't say early mid, but like basically mid-season, like where we are now. They picked it up and they went on and not an unprecedented, maybe unprecedented for them, but they went on a run. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people are thinking that they'll do the same thing this time. But I mean, it, teams change year to year, you know, just because And Joey Burrow looked good. Like he he looked good in that game. He looked like himself. And that is obviously going to mean they're going to win more games, but are they going to win... How, what was their record last year? Uh, um, it was
1: they were five, they were five and four when they had their bye in week 10. Right now, they're right. five and three, and they've already had their bye, so roughly in a similar spot.
2: So they're in a similar spot, but I think they've won like they, I mean, they definitely won 10 plus games. I almost, uh, I don't remember yeah, the they exact were, they number. Were,
1: they were, I think, I think 11 and four and one, 11 and five and one, no, no, 12 and four and one, no contest. Obviously, the one, no contest, right? right, right okay, yeah, because
2: I was thinking it was 13. Yeah, I thought, I thought they won 13 games, but I, anyway. So yeah, I don't think, I personally, like if you asked me to make a bet, I don't think they're winning that many games. That doesn't mean they're not making the playoffs, but it's a competitive, it's a competitive division. It's a competitive mm-hmm. conference. Um, I, if you asked me to take either the Ravens or the Bengals head-to-head, I'd probably take the Ravens. Um, you know, I think the Ravens have just a good a shot to win that division as the Bengals do right now. And you know, the, the Browns aren't gonna be an easy out. Um, so yeah, I think it's a tough definitely definitely tough division, but Bengals and Ravens are the leaders in the in there, in my opinion.
1: I mean I mean, mathematically the Ravens should have better odds to win the division. They're already one and a half games ahead. I think that that's a that's a pretty large hole, and they have they've already have one win over the Bengals, so Right And yeah. according to like advanced analytics, the Ravens defense is playing pretty close to, you know, that famous 2000 Ravens defense. So you I can mean, take that how you
0: will. Some interesting, as Brad is about to join us, some interesting stats halfway through the season as we, we take a look at where we're at. Let's just go quarterbacks, some passing touchdown leaders. Uh, One, it is just, still remarkably the saddest story of the season that Kirk Cousins got injured. Because yeah. if he would have kept playing, he legitimately would have been an MVP candidate. And uh still the second most touchdowns in the league, 18 in just his uh nine games played. Hmm. Very, very well, sorry, less than that, eight for him eight, because eight, of a bye. Um that sucks. Uh some other interesting stats. Uh Russell Wilson, 16 touchdown passes. Uh, fifth most in the NFL. So say what you will about Russell Wilson. At least he's getting the ball to the end zone o- occasionally. Seventh most uh tied for seventh most touchdown passes in the NFL. CJ Stroud coming off a massive performance this sunday did either of you get a chance to catch a little bit of cj stroud's hello i am here to be in the nfl as a figure in your life for the next at least five to ten years
2: i i didn't only because i was so despondent about the panthers performance i nothing i have nothing against cj stroud i wish him all the success in the world i just i you know I just couldn't. I just couldn't, I couldn't look at it, it, it yet. I couldn't, couldn't do, it. do it. Now, I am happy for him, you know, happy that he has such a great game. Uh, and I did see a few highlights, but I didn't actually watch the game yet.
1: Yeah. Mm. But when we, when we remember during the offseason podcast, when we were kind of talking about uh, before the draft and with uh, Ryan, if I remember correctly, with the prospects, we were discuss. we had a brief discussion about the quarterbacks. And I mentioned that Stroud, like in amongst the quarterbacks that I saw in college, like, his ball placement was incredible like that man was deadly accurate and you saw it on the first tankdale touchdown where he just kind of looped it over placed it over there like that was that was an incredible throw and stroud like i think he's shown that like they the texans do have a pretty good offensive line when they're not injured anyway that helps but Mm. i think they've they've begun using the talents that they have like with Nico Collins having the best year of his career after showing just potential and not much else for the past two years, Tank Dell coming in and like he has his rookie like ups and downs, but he's still being a quality player for them. Dalton Schultz, they find they finally got to unlock Dalton Schultz's uh Sch- Schultz's talent. Like they br- that's why they brought him in because they wanted a safety blanket for a rookie QB. So, I think the Texans have something pretty good cooking. Like they, I think their roster is still a little bit flawed and that to, if they make it like a legitimate surge this year, I'll be pretty surprised, but the coaching, the new quarterback, the new OC, <clears> I <throat> think that's all working pretty well for them. And they're, they have, they have their ups and downs because they're a young team, like not just on offense, but also on defense, but they're I think they have something to be excited about in Houston.
2: Oh, uh, for sure. I think, you can say with confidence that they are further ahead than anybody gave them credit for just because based on how uh, Stroud is playing like a franchise quarterback who has an it factor like that, that lifts, that lifts the whole team. Um, and you know, it helps to have a functioning offensive line. Um, and you know, a a few things going for you on, on defense. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, in a vacuum. It's, it's exciting to watch the Texans this year, which I don't think you could say at any point in the last five years.
1: Right. Especially I, with at the Sean Watson shadow hanging over so many of those years and the yeah. whole O'Brien, the D Hop situation. Right. I left a bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths, I would say.
0: I personally think uh, a Texans push is not as crazy as you might think. Why be The schedule is kind of weak and looking at it right now, they're four and four right now. NBA AFC, that seventh spot, the bottom, like the juggernauts are good. Yes. But that six and seven seed is still going to be like nine win teams are going to be in serious contention for that. And I just think there's a very realistic path for nine wins here. I can even give them to you if you want. They play the Cardinals. I think that's a win. They play the Broncos. That game is in Houston. I think that's a win. They play their, the hardest game of these might be their trip to the Meadowlands with the Jets. But with the way Zach Wilson is playing right now, and the fact that I don't think Aaron Rodgers, no matter how good the timeline looks, I don't think he's going to be back by from in one, two, three, in four weeks. I, I, I just. I don't quite buy that.
1: The hardest and... game is probably the Jags game, Like if I'm being perfectly honest. What was that? The Jaguars game like in three weeks. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Browns yeah. It's going to yeah.
0: be hard. The Browns, no, I, the I, Browns, I'm just giving either you the Browns sorry. or the Jags, I would say. Sorry, I, I want to clarify. I'm just giving you the wins right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay, yeah. T-
2: book, book it, people. These are the wins. Write them the, down.
0: The path <laughs> to nine wins is beat the Cardinals. They can absolutely do that. Beat the Broncos in Houston. They can absolutely do that. Beat the Jets. That's the hardest of these games but they'll need to win they can do that and then you just have to split with the titans and get one against the hopeless gardener manchew like colts at the end of the year and boom you're at nine wins and i, I don't know man it just feels I, like
2: i think there's a path here for sure but like not for nothing the texans did lose to the panthers okay that is true so true. you know i you know, looking at any of these games, I, th- I think you can say they have a shot at winning them, but mm-hmm. can they win enough of them? Like, are they going to fall to one of, are they going to lose to the Jets in some defensive struggle, right? Because uh, the Jets defense is good. Yeah. Uh, are they going to lose to the Browns in a similar fashion? Like, you know, I, I agree with you that there's a path. I just don't know if they're winning enough of these games for it to put them in contention, but it's possible.
0: Joining us now, uh, Brad, uh, Brad, your thoughts on on the Texans, where we sit now, and uh, they are now a team that is a team in the AFC. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
3: Do you think I came here to talk about the Texans? Do you think that's why I showed up here today? Do you think I came here to talk about the Texans? After the things that I heard on the last episode
0: of this program, oh, no, no, the no things no, no. that we'll get this that no, no, we're we'll, we'll, not we'll, we'll we'll get, get to this later. later. When I... No, 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 no. You're not the host of a show. Please, oh, do not just mute ask... me. Do not no, mute me. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm just asking you. <laughs> Don't please, mute me. Don't. <laughs> I'm let's not here side, to talk about. Let us have a side conversation here, Stop Brad. Me. I have a couple... Let's have Let's have a side conversation <laughs> Listen, like adults here. Eric, I got a couple things I want. Let's Let's. Okay, I'm gonna pause the recording. Just had to have an adult conversation with Brad, which, you know, those never really go well for me, but uh, I, you know, I, I, I try my best. Brad, please, for the love of God, just tell me what you think about CJ Stroud and the Texans. You root for a team that's kind of running the AFC right now in a few years. Do you think CJ Stroud and the Texans could be a team that could be like, Oh, maybe, maybe take a run in.
3: I think they're an interesting football team. I think CJ Stroud (laughs) is really good. He's, threw five touchdowns and that's more than I would have thrown in his shoes. <laughs> he threw more he threw more than all the other quarterbacks did. So, you know, I think he's got some talent. I think that I think that Houston could make a push for a playoff spot this year because AFC's a lot more open than we thought. Wonderful. That is that I'm, at, I'm at gunpoint talking about the student, fucking Texans right now. What is what football
2: is analysis out of Brad in a big spot? Unbelievable. Great <laughs> and <laughs> wonderful I, I, football I, analysis. First of
3: all, can I can I can I give a warm introduction of myself to Brock? I have not been on a program with him yet.
1: He is. Great he first is first impression right there. Let me tell you. This I mean, one was not the first, first impression. impression. I mean, I can't. <laughs> this even was believe. not the first. Impression, well, whatever no, Eric. Okay, Brock. <laughs> I gotta
3: settle something. Whatever Eric has told you about me is demonstrably false. <laughs> He's a con artist. He is, in in many ways, not to be trusted as a source of 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 accurate takes as much as he is a lovely man well, and he, he runs he, a great show
2: i mean he did try to make the argument that travis kelsey is more successful than taylor swift so i was you know some of his <laughs> takes are already suspect in my <laughs> he's eyes he's had
3: some very problematic problematic takes
2: <laughs>
1: He Brad, took... you should Brad, you should realize that uh, Brock's first impression of you was that manifesto last week. So take that. Oh uh, yeah, you well, up. I
3: don't know. I, I I stand by that as a representation <laughs> of my character.
1: I don't stand by your drink choice. But no, <laughs> that, that was disgusting. disgusting. It did
3: not taste good at all. I was just trying to finish everything up. No, in the I fridge. think we
1: could. I think we could. know we could tell yeah. that before to actually
0: try yeah, it. Yeah, you know? dude, I'm just telling you right now. Like it's like if you're gonna be an alcoholic, just do it the right way. Like there's no there's no there's, right there's way. No wrong way to do it
3: that's what i'm saying there's no wrong way to be alcoholic listen i'm not
0: i'm not an alcoholic should i be concerned (laughs)
2: that me and brad had almost the same reaction to that statement
1: uh eric should be i don't know about me (laughs) listen
2: i'm not an alcoholic i was just trying to
3: see because this is the thing i recognize these tendencies in myself so i was trying to finish all this stuff up before it became a problem because right. so I keep consistently right, drinking. So you to
0: drink all the alcohol.
1: To... So
3: yeah, now drinking drink the, the alcohol. Al- exactly, it's, it's about Logic. it's about
2: abstinence. It's, it's undeniable.
1: It's like, it's like a comic yeah. villain's r- rationale Jesus. for explaining. <laughs> but <his laughs> Brock,
2: it is
3: very nice to me. I've enjoyed your presence on the program. You're a voice of reason. Oh, thank a you. Sea of delusion, and I, you have a very <laughs> pleasant voice to listen to. You know your audio quality Thanks, is Brad, very I nice. I appreciate it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I, you're a good addition to the cast. Right. You know? and that's I how like, I,
2: I like, him. I like, Brad a lot so far.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The <laughs> thing is, I'm a very nice, reasonable person. Eric what would I mean, paint me as a devious psycho. But if you if you listen far enough, uh, those with a rational mind will see that it is Eric who is indeed the source of <laughs> discontent on this program.
0: Uh,
1: well, uh, cool. We talked if about it, the trust talk- enough. If we talk about you know the term devious psycho, I think that's about halfway correct. Like I don't know which part's the correct part, the devious or the psycho, but it's definitely the correct, psycho part. Say.
0: Definitely the psycho part. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a hundred percent correct. Yes, we've talked about the Texans enough, Brad. I mean, I didn't want you to come in guns blazing and like but I guess what here guns we are. blazing.
3: You, you you spent like One, 20 okay minutes let me just basing me on the last episode. I,
0: you're going through a personal you come tragedy you come right you, you
3: you insult no, me as no, a you're showman, going through and then you, just you, you, allow you bring me, me on be, you're like can we please talk about
0: be, uh, can we please uh, talk uh, about um, Nico Collins right now? No. Uh, <laughs> allow me to be compassionate towards you. Compassionate. I wanted to e- I wanted to ease you in. I know you're going through a bit of a personal tragedy with your cat on death's door
3: no, the only fucking person it's not death's door i just don't want fucking vomit on all of my
0: belongings it sounds but like your cat's about to die then dude. it's been
3: a minute no no she is just eating no she's a fat ass and she keeps eating my other cat's food when she's not supposed to and she can't stomach it so she throws it up i say but it with love i'm very affectionate tumor, dude my she does not have a tumor she is eating food that is She's eating too much food.
0: for What her. do you think, YB? Do you think Brad's she's cat? Okay. Has a tumor? I, think she's okay, and she's not my cat. She's
3: my roommate's cat. I take no ownership over Carmine. My cat is very well behaved. He does not throw up on everything. He's very affectionate, and he's he's very he's very mature. The other cat is a little little psycho, right? So, I I just bloody I'm bloody tired bloody of vomit man. on my furniture.
1: It's I right in the Carmine room. Then, doesn't it? Much. like a psycho cat for a psycho person. <laughs>
3: hey listen no my cats take after their owners okay and my cat is very very quiet he's he's very man you are the opposite of quiet (laughs) i'm a very quiet person the (laughs) thing is you are not in in, in my day-to-day life i'm actually quite a quite a quiet more introverted individual on on the confines of this show i i have no no uh
0: (laughs) uh Uh, no, uh, I have no objection. level of a word, he is. I have to. I right. have to be
3: loud to fucking overpower the 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 lies. <laughs> the
0: lies. <laughs> the lies. <laughs> right.
1: Your vocabulary is going down <laughs> in correspondence with the volume going up <laughs> of your, your voice. So.
0: <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, I guess you're here now because you weren't able to face the music week of. But that's I guess not what happened. I guess. I guess you're here now.
3: There's no music to face. There's no music to face.
0: You lost. My favorite team
3: is first in the in the conference. You lost. Man. All right. What I no, will you say. Lost.
0: No, you, Eric.
3: You, now listen, now listen. Let me be okay. You. No, I'm going to show you real compassion, not the not the fake compassion that you showed me. The crocodile compassion that you've imparted upon me. I. I just don't want
0: your cat to have a tumor.
3: Genuinely happy for you. Okay. My cat is fun. She does not have a tumor. She just eats too much. It's not. That's that's a separate problem, okay? I sounds like you happy for canceled. you that the Broncos finally beat the Chiefs. As much as I enjoyed the Thank streak, you. as much as I nice. enjoyed the streak, I know football has been nothing but a but a dark dark entity for you for a couple of years now. And as much as I think you're whining about how tough you have it when you're in a call with like Bengals and Bills fans and Chargers fans, is ridiculous. I, I think that I think Says that you the man have gone who through literally
0: it. did not cheer for the Kansas City Chiefs before Patrick have, Holmes was you, on you the You have roster.
3: gone through it. I was an Alex Smith fan. I was an Alex Smith fan. That is a mischaracterization. Oh, wow. you
0: really faced some tough years, that man. That was a
3: a mischaracterization, okay? Listen. That was a mischaracterization of, of me as a fan. I'm very diehard, I'm very loyal. It's only a bandwagon if you step off of it, all right? That's Let's to establish. Oh wow.
0: That. So I guess I've got to keep track of first you in up, about 15 years. First off,
3: I will still be Listen. I don't. I don't cheer for sports for the wins. Okay. I think I have. I have earned that. Uh. 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 I I think I've earned saying that I'm a Mariners fan, Eric. Yeah, you're an Oilers fan too. I'm a Mariners fan, Oilers fan. Have you seen? Have you seen what's been going on up here? Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: Oilers fan since Connor McDavid. That's very, (laughs) very nice.
3: No, it's actually not a good thing. It's been terrible. It's like I, minus think it's,
0: I think it's very frustrating to be an
2: Oilers fan. You have McAjesus, and you can't even get into the playoffs. Like, what's that about? It's fun. That's it's that's fun. a story
3: for another podcast. It's very fun, yeah. That's a story. <laughs> we for should have a separate that. podcast for that. Save
2: that for the hockey segment.
3: But uh, yeah, I I know that football has been a dark entity for you, and I know that it's very important to you. And so the fact that you were able to find some joy, as much as putting any power in your hands, is a very dangerous thing because it goes it nice. directly to your head. Uh, not even real power, perceived power, you know, winning this nice meaningless win. regular season game. I am happy that you had that for you because Thank I do you. worry about you, you know, because I know football can send you into some dark places, you know. I know you're a very cyberwords,
0: you were right.
3: You were not right. Russell Wilson no, fucking blows. I okay. The, right. the,
2: the only thing I'm seeing here is the, the scene from Avengers Endgame where where Wanda Maximoff lands in front of Thanos and is just like you ruined my life. And then I was just like, I don't even know who you are. That's the energy I'm getting from this interaction right now. I'm getting there. kind of to feels revise, that way sometimes.
3: But no, you're not right because I'm going to let you guys in on an insight. Eric has picked the Broncos to beat the chiefs every single game for years. So the one time you got but it, I right was right. Is, no, you're, you've been, been wrong like 16 times joke. in a row. What do you mean?
0: I called the way these two seasons would play out perfectly. And guess what? Guess what? What am I going to get to
3: watch? Playoff appearance. What are you going to get to watch? Nothing. Nothing. You're going to get to watch who's going ninth overall in the draft. Okay? That's
0: that's cool, man. But I was right. In June, I said the Broncos will be a a mediocre team that will win between seven and nine games and squeeze themselves out of a good quarterback, but beat the Chiefs. And I said the Chiefs would have a team that will struggle on offense because they have no real wide receivers. And they will get to the playoffs, but they will ultimately not respect Rashi Rice and a little
3: bit. Yeah, respect
0: Rashi Rice a little bit. He's kind of good. What did he do this week,
3: dude? He's he, Catch, scored, he like, Rash- did you see that Rashi Rice touchdown? That was just pure, pure power. All right.
0: No, the receiving room is terrible. See, this is this is what <laughs> but, I have to deal with. No. Brock. Every week he gets on here you and he pick, tells no. me all oh, the chiefs I've, are gonna be great. I mean,
2: I feel like this is equally your fault um because it's just it's just a problem that you guys brute for opposing fan bases. Yeah, I know, I know, but every week
0: it's, it's the Chiefs apologist hour. Here I guess, apologist. I guess no, we'll no, just no, no, get no. to it. Because you go talented. on with these
3: ridiculous takes about how like No, no, no. Okay, Brock, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something. this is real. <laughs> I can verify this. Okay? I can verify this. Last year, okay, before last season started, Eric said that Justin Fields was going to finish the year a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. This guy not is not. You did, say it. It. you did say it. You I never did once say said it. that. No,
2: you genuinely did say no, that. No, where's
0: you the You genuinely
3: did. You genuinely <laughs> sure. did. Eric, I will find that currently I'm currently
2: deleting the podcast. Yeah, straight up. No way I actually <laughs> no, said that, so. you,
0: you
3: did say that. You did no, say I that.
0: Didn't. No, and you, you,
3: the, your, your chief's hate blinds you from from good analysis. you know I, it's your it's your fatal flaw because I, I I do think that you know football. I think that you're a very smart man, okay. But I think that your anti-chief's bias prevents you from seeing the world as it really is. And that's not me talking as a chiefs fan. That's talking talking about me as as a fellow football analyst. okay?
1: So that that I, was a legit personal shot
2: wounded.
0: It blinds, I guess. I know. I I think Patrick Mahomes is quite good, but you have to admit that the offense is bad right now.
3: It's it's a top 10 offense. It's 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 not not, not 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 a top 10 offense. It's not at the levels it used to be. It was the best offense every year. It's a top 10 offense.
0: It is not a top 10 offense. Not to the eye test, but statistically, it is. I mean, there aren't very many.
2: So we hold on. It might be a top 10 offense only because there aren't that many great offenses right now.
1: That's the problem.
2: Yeah, mm. the
1: offense levels are down across the board.
2: Like yeah, yeah, except for the Miami pick... when they're playing teams that aren't yeah, over five hundred. let me see if I can
3: pick offenses offenses The yeah, Denver more. Broncos. <laughs> yeah, remember when I picked the Denver Broncos to give up a seventy spot to the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. That was a good. That was a good pick by me.
0: Oh man, the Cowboys have a better offense. That's one. Yeah,
3: the Chiefs have a, a significantly better defense than most teams. This is just how things are going to be this year. Until the offense gets everything sorted out, they're still going to be winning games because but they have a top-end quarterback a and a top-end
0: defense. That they don't get things sorted out offensively, because again, they don't have any talent at wide receiver, and that's not my show. If if if
2: if you're talking, if you're if you came to me, and I have no stake in this because my team is in the NFC. Um, If you come to me and you said, hey, you have to pick one head coach and quarterback combo to see their way through a talentless wide receiver room. Oh, and you also have one of the best tight ends of all time. I mean, I would pick Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes If looking at the rest of the league. Yeah, I think I would. Now, does that mean that, you know, like you have to have the juice when it counts, right? When you get into the playoffs and you're playing actual teams, and every facet of the game matters, yeah, the 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 bill will come due, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, they're getting into the playoffs. I'm, 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 I'd be willing to bet
0: on that. No, I'm not saying you're any sane man is betting on them to the playoffs. No, yeah. I, they're obviously making the playoffs. I never said anything about them not making the playoffs. I'm just saying they're going to get dismissed pretty easily by the Bengals or Bills or literally anyone that can score more with than how 24 Bills, With how the Bills are game. right now, I have my doubts about that. I mean, I, that's what I'm Bills saying.
1: defense is in, is in an ICU. Like, basically, their entire defense is yeah. in yeah, the, they're, they're, none
2: of these teams have really shown, except for Miami and only against teams that just aren't going anywhere, none of these teams have really shown much on offense like i would say the ravens maybe are coming on right um yeah. but like show me a team in any conference that mm. has their offense together right now
0: i guess that's a fair point
2: so i mean eagles, well, I mean, we, eagles maybe we, but yeah maybe the why are we always like... gotta
0: talk about the chiefs why why do we
3: always gotta make it about the chiefs man <laughs> let's talk let's give the other fan base some time to shine please <laughs>
0: Oh well i thought you wanted to talk about the chiefs so no, I, I wanted i it. wanted to oh. talk
3: about you. you insulting me as a showman well, is i thought, show- thought we'd do this
0: is, why, this is why
1: i said hour. i had marriage story vibes out of this.
3: <laughs> to not was it not the showman move to not show up to allow you to have that hour of just no. unleashing? He, he,
2: and he took it man
0: he did no it was <laughs> not a and then he delivered move.
2: a freaking manifesto <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that I mean, I don't know about that. I, I'm not going to give you any credit there. Um, okay, are we past that? Can we talk about the teams that aren't the Chiefs now? I would, I would <laughs> love to. Let me just throw this out here, guys. I think this week's last week was maybe the best week of NFL yet. I think this week is better. To differ, I think, I think it this, was the best week. I, 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 I think this week. Is better, some very interesting games, some uh some Texans Bengals. That's gonna be tasty. Some some Saints Vikings that could also be you want to watch Saints Vikings? Oh, yeah, dude. Some Josh Dobbs. I'm all yeah, Josh Josh
2: Dobbs, but it's like you have to also watch Derek Carr.
0: Yeah, but Derek Carr eh, cancel each other out. He's sneaky, played okay. I mean, I'm not saying he played bad. But just, but like you have to
2: watch him do just enough to lose.
0: Yeah, I know. But you know, it's still, you are you are a psycho. It's still <laughs> I, I am a sicko. It's still it's still tasty. Oh, here's just an absolute sicko game: oh, Packers Steelers. Oh, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to see
2: the train wreck that that is.
0: That's for the real sickos. That's that's a great one. And here's what.
1: But we but we know how that game's gonna go. Like both teams will suck for three quarters, and then then the Steelers will pull one out of their ass in the fourth quarter, like they did this week.
2: So one hundred percent that will happen. You know, actually, what might be? Hold on, let me make sure I'm I'm accurate before I say this. Well, okay, of the games available, I think probably these one of these two is gonna be the game, either Jags 49ers or Bengals Texans. Cause I can see either of those games. Like you might say, Oh, the 49ers should win this game, but the Jags have been pretty, pretty good the last two weeks. And who knows what CJ Stroud is going to cook up, um, this week. So I think those two games are very interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I want to mean, focus really quickly. Let's focus on that Jags 49ers game really quick because I just want to throw this out to the group. Um, I get the records there, but this is this is the official this week, the Eric Jensen respectful. Bowl. Uh, oh, no. I, oh. Because I currently do not respect the Jacksonville Jaguars in oh any, any way, oh. shape, oh. or form of the word. I mean, come, like... Okay, I love to if hear this argument. Please, if we're if we're not if we're gonna go to the to the fact that uh, he's mad the, that I was right about the defense
3: being good, fact, we had a whole fight gonna, about this.
0: If we're gonna go to the fact that the Dolphins haven't really beat anyone and they keep losing to all the good teams, let's take a look at what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done. Please, they let's. Beat, I'm looking right at it. They beat the Colts. They yeah. lost to the Chiefs. They mm-hmm. lost to the Texans. They beat the Falcons' rudderless ship, Bills' one good win. And that is even debatable now because there are people on this panel that think the Bills' offense is completely broken. Colts without Anthony Richardson, Saints, who we have all said are a total mess, and they beat the Steelers, who are, again, a total mess with no quarterback. They have not beaten anyone. They have no the, the quarterback.
1: Anything. You mean the quarterback that you piped up in the preseason? Yes. That, and, that and that I
0: was wrong about. Yes. <laughs> so okay, hold but, on.
2: Hold on, a, hold on a second. The, Col- I the just... Colts the Colts, like, you know, th- they beat the Colts twice, once with Anthony Richardson, right? And I get it was Anthony Richardson's first start. But like the Colts have won some games themselves. They should have won that Browns game. And the yeah. honestly, the the Jags, they were in position to win that Chiefs game at the end of it had a um, shot, they're a shot. Like you look, like you 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 look at this. I I look at this record in the reverse of what you're looking at. Their only losses are to the Chiefs and the Texans. And like you look at that Texans team, and it's like, okay, you know, that's a that's a division game against a much better Texans team than anybody thought they would be. Like how those are their only losses. Now, I just their schedule is going losing to losing
0: to good teams. That's just how I feel. Well, we're about to find we're out. We're about because... to find out
2: because their their schedule is going to toughen up real quick here. Exactly. So...
1: This week, Niners, and then after uh, Divisional Tour, they have the Bengals, Browns, and Ravens in three straight weeks.
2: Yeah. So
0: we're going to so find out a lot gonna, about the they're gonna face
2: the. Yeah, they're, we're, we're going to find out for sure. But I, I Listen, think you are shortchanging the Jags yeah. big
0: time. This is why it's for respectable. They haven't played anyone yet. I want That's to not the Chiefs. What are you they've talking played, about? They've and they played lost. the Chiefs. They played the. And they the lost. Better. They did nothing against the Chiefs.
2: Okay, you did not watch that game if you're saying that because they had a. They were in position in the fourth quarter to win that yeah. game.
3: They were going Yeah, they kind of blew it. Now listen, they, but they, they blew it, but they they struggled. Played his front. worst game of the year in that on game. The respect, I did watch that on game on the respectable front. All right, listen. In one of my in one of my history, I'm going to tell you a little story. In, in One of my history classes. Okay uh it's it's actually one of my favorite classes that i take i sit next to this guy okay he's very nice he has a very nice mustache and that's what caught my eye about him originally i i met him over a year ago in a different class we didn't really talk but in this history class we sit next to each other and his name is jackson and i always found that funny because he's a diehard jacksonville jaguars fan his name's jackson jackson the jacksonville jaguars fan he loves the jags he's been a jags fan for well over a decade okay and and every week Right before class, we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I've got the inside scoop on what's really going on with the Jaguars. I have it from Jackson of Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> himself. Okay? And he's quite high on them. And if if they're good enough for Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars fan, they should be good enough for you. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You think, think about argument. Jackson. Think about Jackson. He's a very and you gotta understand, I know you're skeptical, he's a very impressive mustache. (laughs) Like for a guy that age, having a mustache that thick is
1: remarkable. I mean, we have a pretty good mustache game going in this podcast uh, with Mason and now with Brock. So I think like in comparison, like how does it stack up compared to Mason and Brock?
2: I mean, I keep mine mine's pretty short. I I could be mine could be more impressive, if I'm being honest, because I cut it, but yeah. I think Mason is probably you know in leader in the clubhouse in the mustache game. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Mason, sure.
0: Mason, Mason's mustache is glorious. Mason, it's man. beautiful. It's beautiful. I won't take any slander on now, Mason's mustache from this no, program. No no, no, no,
2: never. We, we all, never. we all agree. There, we defend Mason's mustache here in, in this in this uh, realm. Uh, Brad, I, I will, I will say to you, I actually live in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, um, I am not a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but I live, I live here, so I'm exposed to. A lot of, uh, you know, the Jags, uh, you know, all the Jags stuff that's going on. So, Eric, all this to say, I'm not saying that, like, there's a chance maybe they get exposed, right? Uh, That's definitely possible. But I think they're a little bit better than what you're getting credit. You're giving them credit for, that's all.
0: No, man, it hasn't, like.
2: They're winning their division,
0: 100%. Of course they're going to win their division. It's a weak division, but, like. I, this is just, it's a me problem because I came into this thing into his whole career thinking, Oh man, here's this game changer in Trevor Lawrence. Like we're going to look at him and he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like going back to those stats, he's 20th in touchdown passes thrown this year. He doesn't even have 2000 yards yet. like, that's a little bit concerning to me I I don't think he's played he, he doesn't wow me when I watch him the way he wowed me last year I'll just I'll just say that and yes, that Colts game at the, in week one, I'm with you. I felt that I was massively impressed by them but after that Colts game in week one, what has their best offensive showing been? I just I I just I don't know how I feel about this team. And I just think there's a chance that the Niners getting Chase Young and getting Debo Samuel back and coming off a bye after losing three really embarrassing games. I think there's a chance they just show up in Jacksonville and say, Hey, like we're a Super Bowl contender and you're just not. And and they get the doors beaten out of off of them. Like
2: yeah, but even if that happens, right? What I'm saying is, at that point, you look at who they have lost to. Like, it's still the 49ers, the Texans, and the Chiefs. Like, you know, there are there are better teams like the Niners with way worse losses.
0: I guess. But I mean,
1: just Eric, Eric, Eric. Think about. It. Let me let me flip this on you a little bit. Let me, let's take a look at one of the teams right now that's been heralded as one of the one of the great teams. Well, at least before last week, anyway. They've beaten the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Patriots again. They're a six and three team. You don't know which team this is.
0: It's Miami. The Lions. No, it's, it's Miami. It's Miami.
1: Like Miami hasn't hasn't beaten anyone legit either, but you don't hear them talking about how Miami is not a legit team. You can't yeah, use you previous do. teams.
0: That's all I've heard this week.
1: But, Like after this week, yes, after they after they faltered against the after they faltered against the Chiefs, but throughout all that time, like you look at it, they lost like they beat six teams which are not going anywhere, with the possible exception of the Chargers. And but you don't hear them talk about how the Dolphins, at least before this week, how the Dolphins weren't weren't a legit team. All they're saying like this is one of the greatest things that we've ever seen. So you can't you can't make that argument like based on that. Like if that's the case, the Jaguars and the and the Dolphins are on equal footing, and I don't think like. And that should that should be how it's ba- based on the data. I mean, the yeah, eye mean, test obviously will tell you a little bit differently because the Dolphins have put up some actual incredible fireworks on some bad teams. You know, kind of like how the Cowboys do when they play bad teams.
0: <laughs>
1: but based on their records and the in the games they've played and the games they've won, you can make the argument that the Jaguars are basically on the same footing as the Dolphins. But I don't think you would hear people say that. So no, people a would word. not say that.
2: But I all I'm saying is let's see. Right. Let's, yeah. I don't think you can like, like you, I don't think we, we can sit here and say, they're not going to do things. Cause so far, you know, even though, and they're not the only team that's, that's struggling, you know, in some aspects to start the year, all the team, like, you know, take the bad teams out of it. All the teams that are good have struggled in some form or fashion. Right. Like I feel like we, I feel like we know less at this point in the season about every single team than maybe we have in years past. I think everybody is confusing on some level. Um, well, we know so, we know who
1: the bad teams are. Like we know, well, yeah, we know what their yeah, problems t- take are. Take the
2: but... take the bad teams out of it. Everybody who actually has a shot and potentially is making the playoffs, all of them have done mystifying things this year, yeah. or have an offense yeah. that isn't yeah. quite firing on all cylinders, right? So who flaws. knows what's yeah, who knows what's going to happen the rest of the the rest of the the rest of the way?
0: All right, I you've talked me off the ledge a little bit. the Jags do have the third best defense by DvoA. that's a, a solid plug for them. I have been impressed with the defense I have I thought it was going to be a major flaw coming into the year. it has not been they have taken care of bad bad teams with bad offenses. they have made sure that they have bad days against them and I I think that that does say something just call me skeptical i'm just not at the point where i'm ready to save the jaguars or some afc contender i'm just not at that point yet
2: yeah i mean i think that's fair especially how deep the conference is yeah i mean they're getting into the playoffs you know no no just, no. just I, because of where they they play but yeah who, i'm who's no to asked. say if like last year they won they won a playoff game right will they go further than that this year i, I mean i don't know
0: yeah we we shall see all right let's just this slide's so good. Let's just pick some games. I know that we're we we've gone now for an hour. I don't want to keep us too late. Let's just go around the the horn once or twice and just pick some games we want to talk about. I'll uh, I'll go with you, Brock. What what do you want to talk about next?
2: Um, I mean, I'll go with the other game I was interested in, which is Bengals Texans. Um, you know, J- Joey Burrow showed us, um, you know, that he. Apparently is back to full health last week. Um, The defense played pretty well last, last week as well. So, you know, this is going to be a challenge probably for CJ Stroud coming off of his best week uh, and one of the best rookie weeks, any quarterback has had in their rookie season. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if the Texans defense can do anything about, you know, the Bengals attack went out with a healthy Joe Burrow. So, uh, I, I think this I think either one of two things is gonna happen. Either it's gonna be a close game. Um, and you know, whoever makes the last play is gonna be the winner, or the Bengals are just gonna stomp the Texans. One of those two things is gonna happen.
1: There is there is one point of note here is that Jamar Chase apparently didn't practice today and G. Higgins picked up a knock in practice. So mm. that might alter things a significant bit if both of them are unable to go, but mm. we shall see.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that would be bad for my fantasy team too. As noted <laughs> earlier, T. Higgins is not always taking it back there. Um, but uh, I think T. Higgins is going to play. We'll see on Chase. That is that was an interesting report earlier today. The Higgins thing didn't seem as serious to me when I read up on it a little bit. I'm interested to see how C.J. Strad does against this defense because this defense is very, very good. I think the Bengals' defense is very, very good, and Lou Anarumo has done a tremendous job of getting the team up, rolling, and uh, and ready to go. I think that if C.J. Stroud can move the ball, and this does become a back-and-forth game, I don't think you're going to win in a shootout against Joe Burrow, but if you can get into a shootout with Joe Burrow and keep up, that's that's pretty impressive as far as uh as as another uh kind of feather in the cap of what what has been a pretty impressive uh, rookie thus far.
2: Yeah, he has a chance to further his uh, legend of the year. Um, so let's see, let's see if he can do it.
0: Tell me, YB, defensively, who who you think the Bengals' best players are right now?
1: Well, there's the obvious one in Hendrickson because he's, I think, the only legitimate thing they have to an actual superstar. But Hendrickson, I'm, like, I don't even though his advanced stats are very good, like you probably wouldn't place him in the echelon with you know the likes of Garrett Bosa, Crosby, but he's right below there. And then the two linebackers that they have out there, Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, always making plays, like. They prat forced that fumble by Dalton Kincaid in the Bills game. That was very big. They've been a very opportunistic defense because they get gashed in the middle of the field. And then somehow in the red zone, they managed to either hold him to a field goal or cause a turnover or a fourth down stop. So, uh, And also, their second-year corner, Cam Taylor Britt, he's playing very, very well. He's He's been legitimately good. Like, Avuzier I think, has lost a step after that torn ACL. So I think CTB has taken the cornerback one spot and they were working in that their rookie out of Michigan, DJ Turner, who's also played well, although he did get burned by Diggs last week. So the secondary is young because they're obviously their safety is also very young in Dax Hill. So they're going to have some ups and downs, but I think they they're well coached obviously because of Anarumo and they're, and they've shown a way, way to make, make, make the big plays when it counts. Like, but, they have there been some problems in the middle of the field because they will give up a lot of explosive plays in the middle. Of the
0: field. All right, Brad, what game are we talking about next?
3: I had a game picked out and then I and then I forgot. Okay, this is this is a terrible pick. This is a terrible pick, but it is kind of what I'm interested in, and I'm you know what? Sometimes it's okay to admit that you're interested in what you're interested in. I'm 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 not I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Give me some Saints Vikings. Okay, that's what I want. Give me some Saints Vikings. All right. I've always had a soft spot for the Vikings. I'm going to explain this. Okay, I've always had a soft spot for the Vikings. Okay, the Vikings are my grandmother's favorite team. She's from Janesville, Minnesota, and she has been a fan of the team uh, since the merger. You know, and they have they have let her down. And this year will be another disappointment for the books. But right now, my grandma is excited about the Vikings and she's excited about Joshua Dobbs because he showed something. He's not a star, but he's smart because to be a backup, you got to be smart. All right. You can't be a dumb guy and be an NFL backup because a backup needs to be able to adjust, you know, to the situation. It's always changing because they're not talented enough to stick around, but they're smart enough to find another job. And Dobbs is the prototype. They've been sleeping on this guy. We should have known after the Titans game last year. We should have known. And we all laughed. And we saw the Cardinals start Joshua Dobbs and we laughed and he showed up. And in the Vikings game, it starts a little disastrous but he shows up and he gets the win. Okay. And I am just so on board with the Joshua Dobbs experience. I don't like looking at him. It makes me uncomfortable, but I like watching him play. There's something about his face. It's very unsettling. Uh, But as a player, he's just very, very likable. And I have come to really enjoy the Minnesota Vikings this year, somehow more than last year when they were winning all those ridiculous games this year, it feels like truly anything is possible. And against this Saints team like I want to watch Joshua Dobbs you know put up a couple touchdowns and like 250 yards and I think that could happen and so you guys can be out here with your Bengals Texans and your 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 Bills Broncos but I'm gonna be watching Joshua Dobbs I have no real interest in this from a Saints perspective the Saints are boring this is purely my love of the Vikings powering this selection for me but I think Joshua Dobbs in that receiving core can do do some damage you know
1: I do want. I do wonder if Derek Carr will be yelling at Crystal Olave like he did a few weeks ago. I, I want to <laughs> yeah. see if that continues. But I think they were they were they played better the last week. And like I think the thing about you, like Josh Dobbs' face, kind of makes you nervous. He has alopecia, so he has no hair. I think that might. Yeah, have Yeah.
3: No, that's why. No, it's not his fault. Oh. It's not his fault. But it's yeah, gra- that's not his fault. It's specifically, it's the touchdown graphic that they choose is horrifying. <laughs> like it's genuinely dare. It's not. I, I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, ah, Joshua Dobbs touchdown graphic. I can't
1: do it. I can't do it. <laughs> some like some of you guys might have seen this story, but it was pretty remarkable in that like not only did he come in, like, obviously he came over in the middle of the week because of a trade, so he didn't know he had he had never taken a like a practice rep with the first team guys. He didn't know the playbook like <laughs> completely. So Kevin O'Connell was basically like, relaying out the plays in the huddle, like in commu- communication. So and, okay, so X ex, like X zebra Y what's so 42 was like so in this play. Josh means you know KJ will go there and Jordan will go there. <laughs> so so that that's pretty remarkable. in That like obviously he had he had he had a fumble. He had an interception. But like that he was able to do that without with basically like three days worth of backup training on a new team. And he led them to a victory, which I think also says something about the Falcons. <laughs> and my Falcons predictions are not going well right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No fire my, that arm mine are in a pristine condition my falcons <laughs> prediction predictions uh but hey listen you convinced me right um it is impressive what josh Dobbs did last last uh week, this week. um i i dislike watching any nfc south team that isn't the panthers um <laughs> so you know that, that that's where i'm coming from uh but you're right it is it will be interesting to see what josh Dubbs does this week will he be better after uh, a week more in the playbook, you know, remains to be seen. It, it's my opinion that a lot of these um, backup quarterbacks, like, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a good example of this. I think um, to some extent, um, Taylor Heineke is a good extent, a good example, but there's usually a shelf life. They come in, they ball out for a couple weeks and then the floor falls out. Right.
1: Gardner Minshew, another one.
2: Yeah, Garden, Although I think Garden Mishu has shown that he can sustain it a little bit, um, but yeah, I bit. would ag- I would agree. Uh, Baker Mayfield is kind of in that realm also, these um, to some extent. Um, so we'll see. But Josh Dobbs has jo- Josh Dobbs. To your point, Brad has been in the league for a long time. There's not. There's not like a like there. There's a reason for that. So um, let's see. He's having a wild season. That's for yeah. sure. And, and it will be entertaining to watch how it uh, unfolds.
1: The man is a literal rocket scientist,
2: so... (laughs) They call him the Pastronaut. Oh, God. (laughs) I think NASA put out this thing, and they just just called him the Pastronaut. Okay, I do have a question.
3: This is a bit of a side tangent stemming off of that. When did you... Okay, you said your your takes about the Falcons were dead on, all right? When did you lose faith in the Arthur Smith regime?
2: You can't lose something you never had, bro. Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: Listen, this is what this is what it is. Okay, everybody was out here like, oh man, Arthur Smith, he's he's bringing back this old school running defense, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, you know why that worked in Tennessee? It's because he had an actual quarterback that could throw the ball. He did not does not have that. With, uh, Atlanta. And I said this, you know, to start the season, I, I think it was my first appearance on this podcast. That was my hot take. Um, and I basically said, this is what's going to happen. There, people are going to put, people are going to stack the box and just dare you to pass it. And lo and behold, what has occurred? <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. And, and, um, you know, um, their quarterback, oh. whose, whose name is currently escaping me.
0: Doesn't uh, Heineke now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Heineke is going to give them a much better, better chance, um, to succeed i think um because because he can actually make a few throws but uh what's his name i'm sorry i I can't remember desmond ritter okay thank you for something reason i was thinking kisner i'm like that's not right uh (laughs) but yeah uh, he, you know i don't know why i don't know why arthur smith it's like i don't think it's almost as if arthur smith has no concerned for his job security because I feel like he should have gone to Heineke much earlier. Like they would have a much better, they would have won some of those games that they lost if Heineke had been in there. Cause you just need someone to, to make a few throws. The running game would work with the talent. Like he has talent in the backfield. And I think the, you know, they can get, get that going, but you have to have somebody who could throw the ball a few times so that the running works. If, if everybody knows you're going to run, there's nothing, there's no mystery yeah. there.
3: Yeah, but if you considered that uh their eighth overall pick is doing some really great things away from the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. You drafted a top ten pick to sit on the sidelines, do things away from the ball. What is this?
1: It's this nonsense. season I think this season I think has really brought to the fore. Like, I think this is the first time I remember where the coaches are actually like kind of rally against the fantasy guys because the fantasy <laughs> guys are always like like, saying, like, you know, to give the high pick, whether it's John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, like, all those touches, like, or with, like, a highly crafted, like, defensive player, put him on the field. And I, there's, like, even, like, in the case of the Falcons, that's understandable because they're underperforming. But if you look at the Lions, they're 7-2, and two, and they're saying, like, why isn't Jameer Gibbs on the field more, you know, that sort of thing. So I think this is the year where the coaches have really, like, gotten irritated by that sort of talk, like, in terms of. What should be done? What what should we be doing? Like, I'm the guy. Go- I'm the goddamn coach. Like, I know what the hell I'm doing, supposedly. So.
0: All right. With that, I think we're going to call it night. We're going to wrap up here. I, I want to give two quick things that I'm uh, that I'm interested in here. One, going back to Josh Dobbs and even Taylor Heineke a little bit. I wonder if you guys agree with me. I think one of the underrated storylines that we've gotten this year is we've found the next generation of journeyman quarterbacks. We have, you know, the, 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 the days of Fitz magic are over, but, but let me just read you the list of great journeyman quarterback that will be in our lives for at least the next five to seven years. Gardner Minshew. Mac Jones probably. Mm. Uh Josh Dobbs. Kenny Pickett will probably mm. Mm, maybe not Kenny Pickett. Okay, that, that one's a little bit tough. Baker Mayfield. Uh Taylor Heineke. Uh Aiden O'Connell sneaky. He had a good performance. And last a week. rookie. I think I think he could be there. And I'll I'll give one that might be a little bit controversial, but Ultimately, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but Sam Howell. Sam is going to be in our lives for a long, long time. I, I feel like, like you've
2: you've left out a few names and prematurely added a few here. Uh,
0: who did I leave out?
2: Um, Sam Darnold.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam Darnold.
2: Um, I think P.J. Walker. I mean, he's already been
0: <laughs> kind of That's a, a journey, journeyman already. Legend.
2: Yeah, P.J. Walker has a chance to stick around. Um Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky for sure. Um, Lance. I'm mainly
0: counting guys that have played thus
2: far. I mean, I don't know, I don't know about Lance. Yeah, I don't think I would say Lance. I don't think I would say Aiden O'Connell just because he's a rookie. Who knows what's gonna happen? I think Mac Jones has a chance to just not be like do the Josh Rosen essentially. Mm. <laughs> it,
1: it, would, it would be the it would be one of the greatest like like most hilarious stories that Bailey Zappi ends up having a longer career than Mac Jones.
2: That would be that would be insult to injury right there.
0: And sneaky, my true favorite game of this week, my fa- sicko game. I just wanted to throw this out here: Titans Buccaneers. I'm kind of in on Will Levis. I know he's weird. I know he drinks mayo in his coffee or whatever. Like <laughs> what? Uh, 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 oh, that was <laughs> you, you broken. that. <laughs> that was broken on this podcast. Uh, oh my god! But uh, man, he's like that Falcons game was fun. He sneaky wasn't terrible against the Steelers. Like he he held his own. I just I'm interested in the Will Levis career. And that brings me to my final point. I think next offseason, I'm gonna be really heavily in on the AFC South. You know, the Jags are the Jags, like we said, not really an AFC contender yet, but they've they've got Trevor Lawrence, CJ Strouds on the Texans, Anthony Richardson's on the Colts, and uh, Will Levis is on the Titans. And those are suddenly three very intriguing young quarterbacks to keep an eye out so a boring division Got so
2: why did why did Rabel wait so long to start Levis if he was capable of that that's what I want to know yeah
0: yeah because I I think because uh, Rabel was a stubborn man weird I think he had some weird like loyalty to uh to uh
1: if you see if you've seen Rabel in like the post game like he like he like connects with like his veteran players quite a bit you saw him like Basically like almost in tears talking to Ben Jones, their center, like because he played through an injury and really gutted it out. So I think like he's very, I think very well because of, you know, his, he, obviously he's a linebacker, but when he was a pro and he values guys that fight it out through toughness. I think Tannehill was definitely doing that. So I think he felt he owed it to Tannehill to stick with him as long as humanly possible until Tannehill physically could have moved. So I think that might have been something to do with that. And also, like, obviously, we don't know what they see in practice. Like, and some guys just perform differently in practice and in games, whether for better or for worse. But Levis, like, compared to the tendency QBing that we've seen this season, like, you can see he has an arm. Like, you can mm-hmm. see, like, he's Cannon. not... Too, yeah, he's, you can see, like, he, you know, he can kind of navigate the pocket. He has to work a little bit on that, but he's not, like... Terrorize like when he when he sees the pass rush coming, he's not like a deer in the headlights. He knows what he's doing, like someone. So the Levis experiment is interesting because if Levis really pans out, then it might signal like a quicker rebuild than we thought. Obviously, they have to work out what they're going to do with Derrick Henry, and obviously, I mean we don't know how much long how much more D Hop has in the tank. But on the whole, if they do land on Levis and maybe he falls into like a like a B tier franchise QB territory, then at, at the very least, that's something they can build on, which I don't, which like there were a lot of people that panned the Levis pick because, like, I, like people were saying, like, why did you need like, to grab, like, need to trade up to grab a QB that was falling now when you still had Tano and you could kind of tank this year and look at the next year's proper QBs? Mm-hmm. But things are now what it is. And Levis, I have, I have, I have hopes for him because. He looks the part, at least, of an NFL quarterback. Not just in physically, but in terms of how he managed the first two games of his career so far.
2: I don't. I think just just an aside, like you know, people make that argument, right? Like, hey, you should plan for like you know this next draft or whatever. I don't think coaches, especially, look at it that way because they're trying to win yeah, every year. Mike yeah, right. Yeah. And, and not just my like variable, just in general. Like I, I, and I think if you're a head coach, you just can't think that way. And like, yeah. it's, or it's very difficult to, because it's like you have to get a group of guys to go out there and and, and try. And if you were <laughs> have the opinion of, of tanking for a, dra- a draft pick, like I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I think it's very hard for them to think that way. And I think in general, a lot of these front offices that we say, well, why did they do this? Why didn't they, want you know, why shouldn't they, why wouldn't they just tank? for X player next year. I just don't think they operate that way in general. So, you
0: this know. is a mu- yeah. This is a must yeah. win for the Titans. But if they win, last week is going to make it harder because if they just pulled off the Steelers, they're in, that Steelers win, they're in a much better spot. But the rest of the schedule is not difficult for them. Their hardest games remaining really are the Jags, the Dolphins, and then the jags again and the, and and a matchup with the seahawks like they play mostly division opponents like sneaky just like keep an eye on if they win this week keep an eye on the texan titans crazier things that have happened mike brable's a good coach you know all right with that we got to get out of here brock Thank you for giving us so much of your time this evening. I know this went long. I did not hope for it to go this long, but that's just the way it went. And Brad, thank you for coming on per usual. YB as well. Hopefully, we'll have you guys back next week. And we will do this all again. Until next time, we will see you all around. Take care. See you.